Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. It's the fustard TV. Oh, I did, I did, I did, I did I do that again. The fustard? The fustard. <laughs> I got that wrong. Hold on, hold on. Let me he got a bit flustered. The, the flustered TV fustard. Take, take, take two, okay? It's the Custard TV podcast. I am not Luke, the editor and runner of the website. My name is Gary. I'm Hello, Gary. South. Hi. Hello, Gary. Uh, hello. Uh, joining me, as always, is Matt in the North. I am. I'm here. Hello. And Luke, the editor and runner of the website. I'm not quite sure why hello. I've done it in this, this expansive hello. way, but uh, I've got a little bit of news. I didn't Ooh. tell either of you this. Uh, I, you, your toe's heard... going back. <laughs> I wish. Uh, my, my next door neighbour sent me a, a, a nice little message from Mrs. McNamara last night. Hey! Oh. They went to see her last week, uh, and she sent How a message. Oh, she said. Her? They knew her, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They were sort of lifelong friends. Is it friends. commune you live in? It's, it's no, it's a commune. No, no rooms will be a commune. Uh, just you know, it's, it's it's the suburbs of South East London. You know, people know each other for years. Um, and uh, yeah, so she sent a nice message through to me and my other neighbour, asking how we were getting on and how my foot was and stuff. So I, I don't know whether I ever told her about the podcast. I don't think I did. Oh, I, I did. Did you? Matt and I did, yeah. Matt and, Matt I and you, Matt and you sorted it out. You found her on Facebook, didn't you? Oh my word, yeah, yes. I did. I, 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 gave, I, I gave her a poke. Luke. Hey everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The telly-obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV Podcast. You join us here on the Custard TV podcast where we go for the news, reviews and previews of everything that's going to be on the telly. And Luke uh, complains about things. Is that a feature? Yeah. That's, well, yeah, it's a feature. <laughs> it's certainly going to happen. It's going to happen on this No, one. because I, I am using, I don't know if anybody uh, has got their Custard TV playing cards with them this week. But I oh, am right, going to yeah. use my abstain card. For one show this week, You're not the one, the one show. show. No, yeah. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But uh, for so one first... of the shows we are discussing, Gary, Gary they... was it your birthday this week? This weekend was my non-age progressing birthday. So basically, <sighs> my, my as far as my nephew was concerned, this Sunday was my birthday because my mum's going into hospital and my dad's having treatment. So we decided to bring the, the the date forward. So as far as my nephew's concerned, I'm 43. I'm not yet. When is not your as far as I'm um, concerned, you're 53. <coughs> Shut up. Uh, the 18th for those okay. that are listening so and want to get, send uh, tweets. And, 
Yeah, I got right. a new a new bag for work and some clothes. I'm old, so it's nothing exciting. Yeah. And we're going to move straight on to the reviews with Matt in the north. Hi there. Upon me. All right, Gary. Yeah. What what's going on? Where's where's Maybe. the catchphrase? Hello. Yay! Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was just going to. Autism strict... can't cope with the change. Um, we're not we're not good with change on this podcast. Should we start with <laughs> our girl? Have you watched that, Gary? I have indeed. I've watched everything this week. That and there Alice. comes my abstain card. Right out. I'm pulling it out. I'm abstaining. Stop pulling out your abstain card. We told you. Yeah. Stop pulling things out. Get away. It's got no you. stains on it. It's just an abstain oh, card. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm oh, abstaining. Bless. I just I just don't like the show. As I've always said, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Gosh, you'd be quiet on this podcast a lot if that. I just don't enjoy it. It's not for me, and some things aren't, and so I'm abstaining. So this is the third series of Tony Grounds' army drama, the second that features Michelle Keegan as Georgie Lane, who's an army medic. This is sort of an odd structure now. They've commissioned 12 episodes of of Our Girl, but they're putting them in uh, three blocks of four to focus on three different tours that um, Georgie and her company are um, doing. This first block of four is all set around Nepal. Georgie and her team are um, helping sort of the relief mission um, after an earthquake. Um, the main plot, I suppose, is that there's a um, new soldier in the group, Maisie. Georgie and her have got some history together after a sort of Syria mission uh, they clashed on. Maisie's put under Georgie's wing. And she sort of acts up throughout, you know, does reckless things and makes tasteless jokes. bit like uh, Luke, really. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, very much like Luke. And Georgie, there's a bit of a thing happening between her and this guy called Milan, who's one of the um, aid workers. Um, and there's a lot of aftershocks. He's an, he's an engineer, I think, that's been oh, um, assigned to the area because of his work with, um, with earthquakes and stuff. Gary, do you want to run through what you thought and then I'll add my two bits? Yeah, I, I, I liked this because I think they've moved on with it. Last year, there was a lot of the relationship stuff. Not only was she about to get married to a civilian, but also she'd got back uh, slightly handed up with her previous uh, boyfriend, Elvis. Oh. Who was in the very beginning? This one seems a little bit more. We're going to focus on actually the work that they're doing. So they're, they're working in a, in a earthquake area. There's a number of aftershocks. There's a lot of medical problems. It, it seems very timely again. Again, I don't know why, but I think I remember this last year. The stuff they were dealing with seems very in the news. You know, what with all the earthquakes, with all the sort of the relief operations in the Caribbean and, and the Puerto Rico, it just seems like they've managed to hit a time when people are focusing on relief and aid and it's it's a good example of what the british army does in certain areas i do think michelle keegan is extremely good in this role mm. um i know luke would say based on last year some of the some of the conversations and the, the dialogue is a bit clunky yeah uh the the other characters apart from Maisie, are no name-ish and rude and crude and they're just total squad. Well, I didn't like Maisie either. I thought she no, was, but but you kind of see poorly drawn though. You know, she was very one-dimensional. She kept calling everyone Doris all the time and sort of being very mouthy. And and I know that's part of the character, and she'll mm. soften. And her and Georgie will. You know, you could see what's going to happen there, really. Well, I don't know. I I I would agree that yes, if you were kind of trying to predict it, you would think that you know she's going to t- be turned around and do something you know good and. Because they've got these groupings of episodes, it'll be interesting to see how many characters make it between mm. the first four to the next four. Oh. Overall, I liked it. 
I do yeah. think the only problem is it's probably about 10-15 minutes too long. Michelle Keegan is good, but I don't think they give her a lot to do here. Um, I'll tell you what I liked about this was that it feels very well-researched, as you said, very timely. Yeah. Um, Tony Graham seems to have, you know, researched well. And I like the fact that the antagonist in this is, like, is nature rather than, like, any sort of character. There isn't, like, a, a, yeah. a baddie. You know, it's... We're fighting, and, and they showed um, a clip of next week's episode where Captain James says something like, I prefer an anime I can see, which is which I do like. I like the fact that it's almost like a bit of a, almost like a disaster drama in a way, you know, like a mm. um, natural disaster type thing. I mean, I'm not convinced with the dialogue again, but it's likeable enough. It go, it moves quite quickly, and, and yeah, I do enjoy it. But I think you're still the, the biggest fan of the three of them. Yeah, I, I, I do think it's a show that's actually sort of managed to get onto my rotation pretty, you know, pretty good. I looked, I was looking out for it. I think Tony Grounds is very good at sort of researching and doing his work, and the army stuff and the medical stuff all works really well. And I'm guessing you were quite happy that there was a lot of medical stuff in this after Doctor Foster. Well, that's on. right. Yeah, failed, um, which is not a medical show. As but I think me. where he does fall down is in the sort of relationships between the characters. I don't sort of believe like this sort of. Animosity. Yeah, we, we've had this complaint since the beginning, since the first season with um, with the girl out of EastEnders in it. But Georgie uh, Maisie's sort of friction that you know is going to dissipate as we go on, and obviously the return of Elvis to do like, another love triangle with her after doing the thing with... What, I'm assuming that What's-His-Face didn't return because he's been arrested after trying to kill uh, Steve Arnott on Line of Duty. Well, that's right, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think they'll let him out just for this. Our girl continued for the next three Tuesdays on uh, BBC One. Uh, Luke, do you want to do your weekly liar recap? I genuinely have not a strong enough memory of the beginning. Well, middle okay, of... I, I will... The, the plot point, the, the main sort of bullet points yeah. of this episode... I can't remember if it was you, Luke, or Gary said that you wonder what the point... I think it was you, Luke, actually, the point of the um, Warren Brown-Zoe Tapper yes, affair was, was. The point was to have something to reveal in episode five, I think. Yeah, was I the, that all came out, you know, there was something about an umbrella and um, the, uh, Laura, the Jaron Froggett character, found out quite quickly and then the husband found out and that was essentially it for them. I don't know if they'll pop up in the in the finale. Oh, we learnt that Andrew has a big sort of bunker full of drugs and videotapes in his mum's house. Right. And then there's the stuff where like Shelley Con now realises that she's been raped. Uh, and by... she takes it far more seriously now that she's been attacked. She's like, <laughs> I will not let you get away with what you did to me. When it um, was Laura, she couldn't have given a toss to me. And, and Luke, I'd like your opinions on the whole sort of, you know, Laura. We sort of predicted that last time, didn't we? we I think did. Gary, Gary, you predicted saying that there would be the revenge that she would now try and drug him. And Yeah, and... I, I well, because right at the end of the episode, I think, I think you two missed this, that she got... Warren Brown's character to get at the GHB, we so I did. I and that last, last, last sort of quarter of the episode was completely like overblown, and I think they've taken it into a direction now. Well, that's I don't know what to say. I mean, sometimes you have to look at it as TV drama is there to entertain. That's its main focus, mm. and it was for the most part entertaining, right? The the silly running across the boatyard and all that. What I struggled with was just the, the, the easiness of some of the plot points. Like, oh, he's got a new car. That must have a tracking device on it. Mm. Oh, I'll just get, I'll just get the one. Con- the convenience. The device. Just, just the easiness yeah. where they didn't try yeah. hard enough 
to make things happen. And I'm really struggling to care about anybody. I don't like anybody. And we've said before now, can you like a drama where you don't like anybody? I found Shelley Con really patronising and annoying in this. And then I don't like... Laura, I don't like her character at all. No, well, we mentioned that, we touched on that last week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I'm just, I'm struggling. There's one more left, so of course I'm going to see how it all concludes. I don't know, it started off as something quite unique. Yes, and, and then they revealed the liar. Yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't have wanted the liar to be revealed in the last one, because no. that would have felt a bit too rushed. And the problem is that it started off as something unique, and now it's turned into this sort of traditional ITV over the top melodrama. Yeah. yeah. I think that I think that's the problem. I, I think the best episode of Liar was the first one where they had all the intrigue about who was it. I just think they haven't done enough with the characters. The one of the things that I thought they missed out on was that she posted this whole thing on Facebook about what he'd done. That didn't seem to affect him at work at all. He talked more about how it affected him than what you saw. And I do mm. feel like there are missed opportunities. Well, he, t- he did take sort gone. of a bit of a leave of absence, didn't he? But he did that. It's not like work said, we want you to lay take a leave of absence. He actually voluntarily took a leave of absence. The, the consequences of, of her actions mm-hmm. haven't affected him at all. That's Up until point. this last episode where, obviously, she took her revenge. Because I don't see how it can conclude, really. Apart from him being caught, or or him walking away well, into the Jill darkness. Well, Jill Halfpenny. Yeah. yeah. So what was all that about? Comes back with my AD, and she'll be back. Well, it's possible that that might happen because, I mean, as you say, you there's not have, really like Jill Halfpenny in just one scene. Well, not only oh, that, I one would. scene. I'd have not, in no scenes. Well, <laughs> not not only that. Well, that's one right. Scene no on scenes a Skype. Or... In, in uniform, yeah. so you can barely tell it's her. I'm guessing that the evidence they will use is what they've revealed he has at his mother's house. I'm guessing that that's what's going to convict him. Rather than anything to do with these two rapes, actually, what what he had recorded on his little video camera is what's going to convict him, in well, my opinion. Why would you do that? Come on. Um, let's not go there. Unless you didn't upload it to the cloud. Um, okay, um, what's next? Shall I go for Red Dwarf? I watched Red Dwarf on on Dave. In this first episode, what happened was they went back to a very familiar trope uh, with Red Dwarf, time travel and uh, famous historical characters. Some of the best episodes of Red Dwarf have been when they've had people uh, playing uh, famous historical people. In this one, most of the jokes were around the fact that they, they discovered a ship that could cure evil. Uh, so they had Vlad the Impaler, Hitler and Stalin, and they were all acting nice. And they had a doctor on board who was allegedly doing these experiments, curing evil. It turned out they were robots and that he was the evil one. There were some very political statements on Red Dwarf from from what I think is the first time I remember ever. It was called the United American uh, uh, Federation rather than United Planets Federation or whatever. And they were all about progressing war and they had a war in order to ensure that they could carry on having wars. There was quite a lot of stuff about that. The the biggest laugh in the room was when... um... Uh, Lister started playing guitar with Hitler. Yeah, the... that that was quite good. I do think the storyline is best when they are outside of just the four of them sometimes as well. I, I don't think they've been able to recapture some of the stuff from the early series where the best stuff was Lister or Rimmer. I think there's so much that's gone on between them that they actually have to have some action and adventure. 
Olympics. Overall, I think I'll be watching them all and uh, thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, so in 2016, uh, the BBC did some pilots of, of uh, comedy shows. They did um, Are You Being Served with the whole new cast remake. And they did Porridge with Kevin Bishop. Well yes. done playing Fletcher's grandson um, and the pilot was reasonably well received I think we did we all like it or did no, we all, I remember, we did I remember no I think they're trying a little bit too hard with this they're going for a very kind of like traditional what prisoners do storyline which worked when Porridge was on in the 70s but kind of feels a bit dated now Kevin Bishop's character is like the prison romance counsellor or the only one that can read so he's writing all the letters yeah i was gonna say and it it just feels it just feels very strange in this um there were some good jokes there was also a lot of bad ones and i don't like kevin bishop i have to say i I know he's better he's better in this than anything else i've seen but i don't like him and i don't find him an intriguing or sympathetic character which ronnie barker really was It just just serves no real purpose, doesn't it? None of them are particularly memorable. And the only other main characters that you get are the two prison guards. One who is basically a replacement for the Archie Mackay character. Yeah, Mark Bonner in in Porridge. And also the other character who's basically a replacement for the other security. You know, the sort of wet behind the ears. Oh, what's what's, um, that? Adrian something. Mr. Barraclough. Yeah, yeah. No, the actor in this in this recent version, oh, I don't know. No. he was in Troll as well. It, it kind of feels like they've done half a remake and half new characters, and they kind of get stuck between the two. Like, I mean, this is a hell of a lot better than Citizen Khan or Mrs. Brown's Boys. So, well, actually, I... do you not? Which one do you not think is better than? I think it's in the same league as all three. I don't think it's better it's better than, than well I think it's better than that so there's not a lot of expectation uh, uh, of what BBC are churning out on Friday nights for comedy but so. there should be well absolutely uh, we would like to hold the BBC to a higher standard please they're com- I mean Carshare was the only com- Carshare and W1A but there hasn't been anything new to be fair W1A is BBC2 and Carshare was done on, on the iPlayer first they're not they're not going to put them on Friday night prime time they don't they don't I don't know whether the schedulers don't want to do they, it. Weren't they sharing some of Carshare on Friday nights? They did, yeah. Friday but it was it was the one that was released all on iPlayer first, which kind. But of, this is all on iPlayer. Yes, it is. Which again, I thought was a strange decision. <laughs> Why have they I done get, that? I get so confused when we talk. <laughs> they seem to be doing this with every comedy now. They did it with um, Quacks. They did yeah. it with Parsha, they did it with something else. I mean, Ill Behaviour, um, that was sort of a comedy. Well, that was BBC Three anyway, wasn't it? Or sort of, that was no, online. Two. 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 Was it? Yeah. What was the one, uh, no, what was the one where they um, tried to heal the guy with cancer? Ill Behaviour. Yeah. yeah. See, I get so <laughs> Are we missing thing, like the biggest thing that we previewed final last week? Thing that we talked about last week. What that we well, will I, now get to now. Louis Theroux's Dark States oh, is a brand new three-part <sighs> series where Louis Theroux travels back to America. The last couple of docs he did were UK-based. Now he's back in America, looking at the dark underbelly of Trump's America in three brand new documentaries. 
I'm not sure the exact titles, but this one was called Heroin Town. The next one focuses on sex workers, and then the third one is about the murder rate and homicide rate in Milwaukee. Uh, that's right. the order they'll be shown in. Um, so this one saw Louis through. Travelled to now. I knew where he travelled to. Right up. Uh, oh, West is it? Is it West Virginia? West Virginia. Yeah, it's an old sort of coal and mining town that now has no industry. Think of, think of like Sheffield or Leeds in this country. Think of an old mining town, sort of similar. Well, I don't think it's quite as bad as that. Well, yeah, Sorry, yeah. I don't think Sheffield is quite as bad as that. <laughs> First of all, um, I've been there in a while. West Virginia. Huntington, West Virginia. Thank you. I knew that right up until the words didn't come out of my mouth. Um, so he he visits there. It's a place on its knees. It's a place rife with drug addiction, specifically heroin. It's a very common thing in America that people take pain medication and mm. they're given pain medication by doctors as if they're sweets. And every other advert on the telly in the states is about pain medication. So it's a very common problem that when people have something go wrong with them, the doctor cuts off their pain medication after a time, but they get hooked on it and so turn to more sort of over-the-top and dangerous drugs to get their fix. And this this was really eye-opening, actually, as mm. most of Louis' docs really are. Very bleak, focused on... on and very, very sort of open as well. I'm always amazed what happens when you stick a camera in somebody's face. They just tell you everything that you could ever want to know about them without Louis through having to prod very hard. So it started with a young girl who, um, you know, her, her great uncle, who she calls dad, he raised her. He's like an oil baron, so probably worth quite a lot of money. Cotillia, the girl's Cotillia, name was? yeah. And she's living with this quote-unquote boyfriend who she admits quite early on is beating her and is a drug dealer. Well, we've just been together for, you know, this last for first, within the first two weeks of being together, he had already bloodied my face and had taken control of me with the drugs. He was able to, he, sometimes he likes to joke and say that he owns me. So pretty much as you can tell, I'm almost like a pet to him, like a, an expense. If it wasn't for the drugs, I would, this is, I would not, this is not where I would be. I would not be here at all. Initially you thought, oh, you know, they're both drug druggies, like, and then he says, you know, I'm just, I, I'm just doing this for her, you know, I'm getting the drugs for her because I love her and I don't like when she's on the drugs. And then when he's out of the room, she's saying to Louis, you know, if he wasn't here, I wouldn't be on the drugs. He was my dealer, and I feel trapped now. And it was a yeah, really good sort of scene. And you, as you say, you don't know who to believe and things like that. And that was I, I enjoyed their story. I think I struggled with this when they weren't on screen. I thought theirs was the strongest story. Well, the other story is there's a whole community of of people living in tents, basically, out in the wilderness, just just taking drugs as freely as they want to. And Louis also went on board with the police and, and saw what they had. Uh, and the couple with. With the ba- who had the baby. And the, and the couple... The, the thing about the couple with the young child was interesting was the way the baby had to come off of the drugs as well and got dope sick and, mm. and all this sort of thing. I just find him such a interesting screen presence on his own, Louis Theroux, and I find it fascinating how he's able to probe people without pushing them 
too hard. It's uh, one, one thing, one thing that I noticed in this this episode, and I'm relating back to the one where he dealt with people who were drinking problems in the UK. When he's in America, he's a little bit less in your face with people. I, I felt like sometimes with the UK ones, he tends to be a little bit preachy, not in a bad way. But he tends to be kind of like, well, why? You know, he tends to be more kind of like, well, why are you doing to that self? Whereas in the American ones... Asking did... why isn't being preachy, though. No, but I, I'm trying to think of an example. So it, in, the, in the ones where he was dealing with people with alcohol addiction, he went and visited a guy in his house who then went, who dropped off the wagon and ended up trying to uh, mooch mm. alcohol outside the hospital. And he was like... What are you doing that for? Why are you doing that? Do you think that's a good idea? But it was more of an accusatory way of doing it, and that probably and that probably worked quite well for that specific person. But Whereas I think there... because he's in the UK, I was going to say yeah, yeah, and I, that's what I'm he's saying. He's already I think... got common ground, but but equally I think as well, he still he still manages to get those questions in. That they're more in the voiceover that he does. They're more in the. I got more of the sense that she was robbing her uncle, but he doesn't say that to the character her. That was he quite a good Lewis say... impression, I think. Thank you. Enjoy. Oh, I don't know. I enjoyed bits of this, as I said, but I, I didn't find myself as connected as I did to the documentaries that he did last year in Britain. Um, I did actually watch this on the actual TV as well, which is unusual for me. That uh, is, and it was on late for you as well. It was on nine o'clock. Exactly. That is yeah. late for you. Yeah. yeah, I had to put some more money in the meter, but you know, uh, needs must. No, because I, I was I had the telly on because I was watching uh, the Sixty Hour Challenge and the X Factor, and I thought, oh, Louis Theroux's on now, and I haven't seen that yet, so I'll uh, I'll turn it on. But imagine, yeah, imagine people watching stuff when it's on. Imagine what that must. Be. I know. I think of the that week. is now pick all of the, the week. reviews. So yeah, pick of the week. I tell you what, I'll go for is a thing on Tuesday on t- at ten forty-five. It's from BBC Three. It's a documentary that looks like it could be an episode of this country. It's called Valley Cops, and it's about... A, oh, uh, I've seen the preview of this when yeah. we had the BBC Three. This looked quite funny, yeah. actually. It's, a t- oh, okay. it's about a tight-knit police uh, service in South Wales, um, and it's just that everybody knows one another, so they're always picking up the same people. And it does look like a comedy. It's filmed like a... But it's true. To, it's true. It's documentary, fly on the wall, and it looked very sort of comedic when I saw the trailers and things so okay. it's 10.45 on BBC One Tuesday it's on iPlayer now I believe if you want to watch it okay and uh, Matt what would you like oh, to choose oh who knows shall um, I go um, next shall I go uh, next uh, I'll, I'll, I I'll be watching like Educating Greater Manchester that's still on watch that that's good yeah talk about that uh, I will be watching on Netflix My, Mad Mindhunter you won't <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Oh, Gary. Mind Hunter. Brain. Mind Hunter. Now, this is created by David Fincher. Now, I, I probably haven't said this, but one of my favourite films is Seven, uh, which was written, which was directed by David Fincher. So I've always been a fan of his. Uh, this is set in the late 1970s and follows the work of a couple of FBI agents who decide to crack cases by interviewing serial killers. So it, it, it uh, you know, it's kind of a, a, along the lines of previous shows that I have liked, like Criminal Minds and things like that. Uh, but uh, I'll be very interested to see how it's I'm done. Don't it's be... going to have more depth than Criminal Minds. Well, it wouldn't be hard, would it? Um, and I just like the idea of it. Also, I think I agree with you two. There's not a great deal of new stuff on. Although, you know, both Relic and Lie will come to an end. Um, so that we will get some new stuff in the next few weeks to look well, forward to. You know to. what we're getting? Not ITV replacing Lie is Piers Morgan's life story. 
Oh, it's the all there. So, so, so more liar. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that, Luke, just there. I, I, I implied that um, Piers Morgan is a liar. Um, I re- yeah. really don't feel like you've captured the joke that I made there. Are we um, doing the social guys. media now? Right? Yeah, we'll do the yeah, social, yeah, social media. media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I just want to just want to talk about the joke because you don't really seem to have cooked. Do the social media bit, and then I'll circle back to the the Piers Morgan joke. Twitters then at Lucaster TV, at Matt's TV Bites, and at the Gabby Show. All three of them will link you to one of us, whichever one you want to <laughs> pick is fine. Facebook.com, as always, support Russellcaster TV. YouTube is where you find individual reviews. iTunes, please give us a five star review. It takes no time at all. I know because it's I gave us on, one well, earlier. Some, it's stuck some on some nine at the moment. Nine, come on, get us up to around 15. Be number 10, on. go on. It just gets us up the rankings a bit and makes it more bearable to talk to one another if we know. We'll be above a Game of Thrones podcast and below a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah. Exactly where they want to be. So please give us a photo of you. So if you're a fan of this podcast, what you can do is you can sign up at Patreon. And I think it's, is it patreon.com slash custard TV? It is indeed, Gary. It yeah. is indeed. What you can do is you can throw us a little bit of money. And we know it's, you know, there's a financially tight time. But there's like a sliding scale for like a dollar a month. And we are can... we are um, looking to sort of simplify the tiers as well. So yeah. So for a dollar a month, two dollars, a little bit two extra. Dollars, two dollars. Two dollars, you get a bit more for five dollars. There's a ten dollar. There's a fifty dollar program. Yeah, but we are, I think there's you no can fifty dollar program. Well, that's the one we can go around to Luke's house and actually be there when he records the podcast, but, isn't it? But the main <laughs> thing is that there are two bonus podcasts available right, right now, right now. <laughs> And um, we are working all the time on new ideas of ways to get uh, extra content to and you. And there'll be so, a best of podcast coming soon. If you want to hear more of us, and let's face it, you all do, then go join us at patreon.com forward slash the custard TV. Uh, thanks very much, guys. I've really enjoyed this episode. I don't often say that. but oh. So um, just to go oh. for it again one more time. Um, you said Liar Bye, is finishing. Then. Bye. And I said that Piers Morgan... Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.